Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Welcome to the Copper Cast with the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky, Rifty the Prez Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky, Et Dog VP Etridge. Welcome to the show and welcome, Et Dog. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm not too bad. We've uh, had a good day. Um, yeah, we, we, we have if you... um, In tonight's intro, Wednesday's intro, I'm a bit more quiet. There's a, there's a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but well... Just, no, you've, had ahead, a couple, you've had a couple. Uh, well, we've been. We're, 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 it's nine o'clock on Saturday night. We jumped on at what three o'clock this afternoon. Yep. So normally we're on here for that long. It's we're pumped out four to five episodes. Easy. We've done two. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we we've done two two, uh, two great chats. Well, mate. Also off fact, and on camera. Exactly. The fact that I think both of them were about a good three hours each. Often on camera is always a good sign of good chat. So um, I've, I've 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 made sure my hydration's up with my water, but I have tucked into a few on hopefully the last week of strict lockdown here. Yeah, well, let's we'll see how we go tomorrow. We but... we did shoot ourselves in the foot last time, so let's not get yeah. too deep into that. But um, yeah, it's grand final week, mate. Big big week. Yeah, big week coming up, but um. Big week for, for footy, and at at the time of recording this, we're only halfway through a Brisbane-Geelong game, so we don't know the result of that one yet. It's still a tight, as we would say. It's a barn burner. So it's, um, uh, and it was a bit. barn burner last night, too, the Richmond Port yeah. game. Um, so we, we can do the Simpsons gag here, maybe like Brisbane versus Geelong, Richmond. <laughs> oh, sorry, Geelong, Brisbane. You just sort of cut that in where you need to. Grand finals, we've got sorted, mate. Yeah, nice. All right, but it was also a, a bit of a sad week this week. Um, there was a tragic, a couple of tragic passings in in the, the broader world of football, and we, you know, being that we have spoken to a lot of clubs around the world, we kind of feel a part of the the broader worldwide footy community now, and we spoke to a lot of clubs from that have ties to the Giants. Um, and it was the tragic passing of uh, Jacinda Barclay that played for the GWS Giants women's team um, during the week. And, um, yes, it's always sad to hear of a young wife taken too too soon. And um, our thoughts go out to her family. And I'll tell you what, she was quite the athlete. 
I don't know if you've read the articles on her, but I, mate, I've, multi-sport athlete. Twitter, I don't want to say blew up, but Twitter did go into a fair bit of. I obviously you know I'm a big person on Twitter, and it did go into a fair bit of overdrive with the condolences and everything coming out. And yeah, I didn't actually realise just how much of a multi-athlete she well, was and how many people this? she has touched. So how's this, right? She, West Australian girl. She played uh, baseball, was her first sort of main sport. She played, made her international debut at 17 years old and played for Australia in, a, in five World Cups in baseball. That's bloody unbelievable. That's, that's, that's incredible. It's so but then, that's, you know, she's conquered baseball, played five, five World Cups. Baseball, so, we're done. Let's move on. What's next? You know, and obviously, you go over to the States if you're going to really pursue baseball. But instead of going, you know, with that, she then starts playing in their um, LFW, uh, LFL, the Laundry Football League over in America. Plays as a quarterback over there for the... Um, Oh, I can't. The, the name of the team is uh, escaping me, but yeah, played in the the short short lived sport of lingerie football. Uh, you you have to be like a pretty decent athlete to come from like from Australia to get a gig in that, like as a quarterback. As, as, so as a quarterback, I'm I can, assuming maybe I, she I, was a pitcher. So yeah, I don't want to like you know, say the wrong thing here, but you can imagine how. In certain positions in that sport, things may have been looked at differently. But as a quarterback, you'd need to be a, a good athlete for that. So that's just yeah, you, you'd imagine you'd imagine yeah, a pitcher in the, in, a, in a baseball. That's a great. That's, a, that's what two yeah, sports. I'm not too sure if she was a pitcher, but you'd imagine you know baseball. You're throwing a ball a lot, so she then turned that into a. She played for um, the New South Wales Surge for their inaugural season of Laundry Football League in Australia as a quarterback and led them to a title. And then in 2016, she went over to Chicago, played for the Bliss in their Legends Football League and won a championship. I didn't actually even realise we had that in Australia. That's Yeah, that was a few years back. It only, went for, it only went for a couple of years. So she played and then and she's conquered baseball. Won championships here in, in American football and over in America. And I thought, well, AFLW is starting up. I'll try and get a gig in that. So then she gets uh, drafted by the uh, GWS and bloody has a pretty decent crack at um, playing Aussie rules as well. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, definitely. More, I know when you hear multi sport, you're like, yeah, two sports, not three. And you, 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 you would imagine that. You get to three sports that in her younger years she probably would have been, you know, a dominant netballer, a dominant basketballer. Well, it, it did say she focused on baseball from a very young age, so baseball was I'm guessing her number one. But you know, I reckon she would have been to go from a sport that... like to go from baseball to American football where you're throwing the ball, you can see that, but then to then go to professional but level of Aussie rules, even then, though, like not really because yeah, you're throwing the ball, but. On a mound, you just bang it in. Where, yeah, I was different. You've sort of, you, you, you peripheral gotta, but that's obviously it's... then that's where her footy skills have come in, and she's been able to, um, you know, adapt to that. And like, 
it's it's for, to be 29 years old and to accomplish all that in sports pretty remarkable and it's a shame that she she was lost so young um my thoughts are go out to her family and all her friends and everyone that got teammates and you know when you've played that in that many different sports over that span yeah. of time i'm sure she's touched many people's uh, she, lives so. she, she did seem to be quite a um a, a figure in uh i'm not gonna say the twitterverse but like the people from around the world that we've spoken to that had a connection with women's footy and the giants and uh, yeah you add a sanctum podcast and uh, she definitely um had it held a place in people's hearts from not just uh GWS or Perth, but yeah, even across in America and all around the world. So yeah, to, to be able to reach that many people is, is incredible. And uh, also for, you know, another sad passing during the week was a former Gold Coast Suns Academy player or Academy coach, I should say, uh, Jake Ryan, who he was a, a dual premiership player. He'd won a Paul, Paul Ruse medal. Um, and he happened to go over to the States and play for the Golden Gate uh, Australian Rules team and, and powerhouse Austin Crows and appeared in four straight Division One finals over there in the USAFL. And he also um, spent a lot of time with the coaching accredit- accreditation committee and helping uh, you know build up the coaches over there. I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off. I'm not too sure if, you, if you're uh, aware of this, but um, he actually, like, so what are we? 2020. He was actually a survivor of the Bali bombings yeah. back in 2002 as well. So like, to get you know the fact that we're what 18 years post that, you know, it's you know, it's sad to see him go, but it's also yeah you sort of look about you know, when he could have gone. It's you, know, you sort of. At moments, you sort of go. You know, it's glad that he got that extra years on top of what he possibly could have got. Yeah, it's uh, mate. It's unbelievable to think somebody who's gone through that has survived tragedy like the Bali bombings, and um, you know, has now sort of passed away eighteen years later. And like you said, you know, the sort of silver lining was he did get another eighteen years to 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 live his life, and and by the sounds of it, traveling around and going over to the States and playing footy. And he was actually in Europe traveling when he, um, at the time of his passing, um, after not long visiting a memorial for the London bombing. So, um, yeah, our thoughts go out to his family and all his friends and all the people he's touched around the USAFL and the broader worldwide footy community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like we just in the you know, Twitter, you know, really sort of, as you know, I'm a big Twitter person and a lot of, um, Respect for paid and people are sad and for the loss of him and her and you know, it's it it makes you really do you know, wonder how long why did it take us so long to understand footy being played around the world like these people have touched football in all different parts of the world and you know, here we are in Australia and would have never known and that what what are we what six months ago yeah yeah it's uh... Um, like we said at the start, it's kind of, you know, we kind of feel like we're now a part of this uh, massive worldwide footy community. And, you know, um, GWS has, has helped many clubs out all around the world. And so I'm sure, you know, that greater GWS family and then 
the USAFL with um, Jake going over there and playing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a massive world, but it's brought all, all made all the more smaller by all these little communities that get together and, and play our little Aussie game all around the world. And um, yeah, it's, it's uh, sad that two young lives have been lost in this, in the same week. But um, like I said, all our thoughts are with their families and friends and everyone that, that knew them personally. Um, and, you know, we do, at the end of our thing, we have phone numbers for Lifeline and, you know, new life psychology and stuff. And we just always like to say that if you ever do need somebody to talk to, to reach out uh, to Lifeline, you know, there's Suicide Line, there's Beyond Blue, there's many organisations that can help you if you're having a hard time and going through hard things at the moment. And, you know, we understand at the moment that, you know, all around the world that things are difficult and, even once we do get past into COVID, COVID normal, you know, things are still going to be sitting back from now that you're never going to recover from. So, you know, we do recommend that you are struggling, you know, reach out to somebody, call somebody and you know, get in contact to try and talk it through. But, Rufty, now, it's always, it's always hard to try and lift back up from something that's that sad, but I'm going to try to, mate. So before we get to talking about France, we mentioned about it's you know, grand final week. We'll get to that on Wednesday. But normally at this time of the year, the uh, USAFL Nationals will be going on, which is probably what, top five of our bucket list. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't want to go top three, but like there's a few like there's a few clubs that have offered me free beer <laughs> for the weekend, which is a, a, but unfortunately it can't be happening. But they're doing a, 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 a digital. National, so you know they're going to have things like um the the quickest player, the best kick, best handball. Mate, so they have a men's and a women's panel that will judge, well, not so much judge, but like go through the results. Yeah, that's right. The USAFL have got on board to join to join Brian Barish for the men, right? So they're going to uh, the, the panel will reflect on the challenges of the AFL. Season, so I that back. They're going to look at the you know the USAFL and all that type of stuff. Dermy, five day, five night. Brad Johnson, the greatest smile in the game of football. Smiling Dell, assassin. Uh, there we go. Nicky Dell. Whew. I don't. I, I'm trying to think of a nickname. What's what's Nicky Dell's nickname? I no, don't. Del Santo. SCN, SCN legend. And uh, the bloke with the most games in AFL, VFL history, Brent Harvey. Jeez, that's uh, that's pretty pretty star-packed panel right there. But, so so I, I'm afraid that. So that's a... No, I'll take that back. So that is a... Like a a podcast that they've spoken about. Brad Johnson will be joining Brian Barish to uh, digest all the USAFL yeah, yeah. nationals. But mate, they, do you reckon the do you reckon the USAFL stop there? No, of course not. <laughs> no. So they got one with their with AFLW athletes, mate. So Brian Barish not only is going to sit down with them legends of the men's game. But he's also going to sit down with current Western Bulldog, Danny Marshall. 
newly signed Gold Coast Suns, Sarah Perkins, Brisbane Lion and ex, ex Boston Demon, Jessica Wishner. My apologies, I've got that wrong. An ex Adelaide Crow, current Channel 7. I'm going, I'm going to ruffle some manly feathers here. Current Channel 7 commentator and one of the best in the game at the current time, Abby Holmes. He's going to sit down with them. That's, again, uh, pretty star-studded uh, lineup, and you know, Obviously, we're trying pretty hard to uh, get our women's team up and going ourselves, but we're always happy to see a new, uh, the female game grow around, not, well, not just the league, but our area. You know, we do live a good 20 minutes away from our club and new league into the uh, southern... New team into the league. New team into the league. Sorry, I did say at the start of this, I've had a few beers. So, a new team, the Casey Thunder of... Um, yeah, going to slide in nicely, and so it's nice. It's nice. To know all women's, all women's, yep. All women's so, team. So ran by women for women, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, um, I tell you what, mate. I, I drive past the uh, the ground that they're moving into every day when I'm from work, and I've always said, "Oh, mate, geez, that's a good ground." You know, and it's good to say that the women have been given you know, a real good chance to grow there, and hopefully, they um as much as. Obviously, the San Antonio's want a women's team going to be competitive with them. Yeah, you know, we we wish them the best of luck in the the SFL. Yeah, was SFNL and SFNL. hopefully, uh, you know, maybe in twenty twenty or not twenty 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 one, the San Antonio's women are you know lined up against the Casey Thunder. Yeah, yeah, well, that'd be exciting. They, they them, were from what, what I was, the best. from what I was reading, they were meant to be coming into. They were going to be first year this year, but then. Obviously, thanks to COVID, yeah. that got postponed. Which, from 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 the looks of their socials, it's not not a good thing. But it hasn't hasn't like it's sort of been a, a better thing for them than what it could have been. Like you know, COVID could have actually pulled their sales away, but it's kept them going and they're building better and stronger. And yeah, you know, I as you know, mate, with a now have a daughter, it's good to see that you know a woman's footy club is you know growing in the area. Without being rude, she's not going to play with them. She's going to play at Sandown when she's old enough. But hey, look, well, you know, who knows? By then, they might. If be she's a, not playing for Essendon, they might have a juniors that chill out. Little juice will play out before she comes across to Sandown. But um, we wish we wish uh, the Thunder all the best in their first season next year. Hopefully, everything goes right, and we're not only are they up and about that we got our women's team up and about and we're all playing some good footy and you know we'll have them we'll have them down for a friday night game against our girls the the, the blockbuster the yeah. blockbuster we'll get we'll get them down to kick the kick fellas so this has been a bit of a longer intro and obviously we had some um important things we felt like we needed to touch on but been a bit of a longer intro because this was this is a good chat this was straight to the point get it done the old um, barrier, the, the language barrier coming to effect a little bit, which made it quicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned we're going to France, and I reckon if we had recorded the time we spent trying to learn how to say the name of Bayonne Torridors. Mate, not, uh, not even the name of the club, the name of the people we'll speak to. We, we just 
Like, yeah. You couldn't quite get it right. <laughs> well, you didn't even bother. You just gave uh, mate, up. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've, 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 we've spoken about this. I'm here. I'm here for laughs. You're here to keep the people informed and get everything right. right I so stuff up. I stuff up. Ah, it's just Ed Dog being Ed Dog. You stuff up like my Rifty, the president. Don't know shit. <laughs> um, but we are speaking to Sedef and Clermont from the Bayonne Torridors over in France, another French club. Um, so, mate, let's get into this one and uh, enjoy this chat. And we'll see you Wednesday with the the lads from uh, Kick to Kick. Look forward to it. So enjoy this one and we'll catch you Wednesday. All right. So today we're joined um, by Sedef and Clement from France. Uh, <laughs> all the way from France, from the... Uh... We just spent five minutes getting that correct and you know it every time. The I'm red gonna... light comes on, Rifty, and you butcher it. I was going to say the name too, but I was just letting people know we were in France first. And, and me. So I'm, that, not, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. As you're trying, to, you're learning how to pronounce the name. I'm like, I wish you would record this stuff just for background, just a bit of background history on us. Because even before this, we just got off the chat to a club in Sweden. I'm not going to try and pronounce that name, but it took five minutes to get that name out too. <laughs> I'm glad you did the intros, not me. Yeah. <laughs> we we struggle with the English language at the best of times, and. Um, yeah, when things aren't pronounced quite how they're spelled, um, it's, it makes it hard. So um, I'll get Clement to say the name of the team just one more time. Okay, so we are playing for the Bayonne Torreados. Bayonne Torreados. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's learn about the Bayonne Torreados. Um and we'll, we'll start with Sedef uh, first and then yeah. move on to Clement. So these first sure. two questions, um, how did you come across Aussie Rules over in France? Um, actually, I was thinking that it was more, more harsh at the beginning, but as I discovered the rules, I saw that it's not that, that tough. I mean, um, Actually, when you say, how, how did you come across, or what do you mean exactly, if I found it? <laughs> yeah, how, how you found how you found. Yeah, how you found Australian rules football, yes. So was it on TV? Yeah, was, was it just sort of like something you come across on the internet? Um, actually, what I learned is just, uh, I learned all of it in, in the training. I didn't come across somewhere else. I, I just, actually... The history, how I discovered this game is I was playing rugby before. Um, when I stopped, I was playing for, I, I was looking for another sport and I came across to, to them in the field and I said, hey, guys, can I play with you? I didn't even know what was the game. And they said, yeah, we are playing Australian football. And I said, okay, how does it look like? And they just show me, you just tap with your hand and you kick and then you go grab someone and, and that's it. Come join us. And yeah, that's how I discovered. And what about you, Clement? How did you? So for my part, I went to Australia. So that was pretty easy, you know, like uh, playing in school and uh, with the family I was there. So 
this was kind of like all day long playing, looking at the TV. So there I, I discovered writing in Australia. So it was easy to, to learn about it. And then when I came back in, in France, I was searching for a, a team, but it wasn't like yet in, uh, in Bayonne. So it was only Bordeaux, which was like far from, from Bayonne. But like um, years after they created the team, so I just went there and played there. And nice. So do you know when the club was first founded and, and why they chose the name? Yeah, so um, the club was founded in uh, 2017. So first of all, it was like uh, our coach Sylvain, which was playing for the um, for Toulouse. Um, he just came here for for the work, and he started to like to create the team. First of all, we we played like at the beach, so it was not like a real team, but more uh, friends who shared the same passions and. Um, in the same sport, so so yeah. First of all, we were playing at the beach, and then more like beginning of 2018, we start like playing at the, on the field in Bayonne and have a, like a real team. So and and for the name, um, for the Toreadors, it's like um. um how, how do we say in English? We're gonna be in trouble, but it's gonna be fine. Uh, it's like you know, for uh, it's a sport in the south where like you you play with booze and everything, you know, like so. It's like kind of fight. A, yeah, a reference to to these sports. Yeah, nice. So, how like why did you guys choose the colors that you chose, and how did you come up with the jumper design? So for, for the colors, it's uh, the same as the rugby team here in Bayonne, which is blue and, uh, and white. I don't know if you can see on the screen. So here is the, the jersey we have like at the, here when we play in Bayonne. So yeah, pretty like the same color as the rugby team here, which is blue and white. Yeah, nice. Now, Rifty knows that I'm a big fan of unique jumpers, and that is a jumper I've never seen before, and I'm a fan of it. Is that uh, is there something to do with the uh, the town on the jumper with the um, the structure? So on, on the jumper, like I'm just shoot again, but you can find like you know the the post for the footy, the four post, and then here. You have like the place where the toreadors used to used to show up, and on the back you have like the number. So I I I, I don't think you can see on this on like on the video, but it's kind of like showing up like uh, like beers on the on the number. So it's kind of like uh, you know party and everything after the game. Uh, that's really cool. I like. Yeah, so I like unique jumpers, and that's definitely unique jumpers. So, yeah, it's is, as you said, the club's not very old. So, how did the club go in its first season, and how many players did you have when you started? So, when we started, it was like actually um, strange because we we used to play with uh, Toulouse, with a, a team in Toulouse, which which was Blagnac, 
So we did like partnership because they didn't have much player. So first of all, we were like five or like probably five of Bayern going with Toulouse, playing everywhere in, uh, in France. And, and then, uh, <laughs> sorry. And, no, you're, and, I'm, no, that's Rifty's household. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like one year after, we had like probably like 12, 12 players. So we could like create our team and, uh, and like start playing with the Bayern. So first year we play, we did great. We won the, um, the Coupe du Sud, which was like only with the uh, South teams. So it was our first competition and we won that. So it was like uh, a great thing. And after we like entered the, the cup and we did not bad. We like won the, the, the team who was the best. But, you know, first, like, when you, you won the first game, then you take the, like, too much pressure and everything. So we were not bad, not last, but, like, many things to learn because, you know, people who are coming there are not, like, used to play footy. And, but it was cool. And this year, we did great. So we're going to, it's going to be a, a new season, a new start. So. It's going to be cool. You know, so when you say the other team in Toulouse, does that stay Toulouse? Sorry? When you say the team in um, Toulouse, is that stayed Toulouse? Oh, no. No, yeah, it was like, it was part of Stade Toulouse. It was Blagnac, mm. which is like, when we played for Toulouse, there was two teams. There was the Stade Toulouse and like Blagnac. Okay. So it was like, we play like for Blagnac, which, which was like Stade Toulousain, but uh, another team. Yeah, I uh, know. So you mentioned that there's going to be a new season. So from my understanding is that the French championship has changed its format now. It's going to be a two, a two conferences moving forward. Yeah. Why did they change that? Are you guys excited for the new format and how the competition is going to run from now on? So I don't really know why they changed, but probably because like it's easier to to travel in the south now with all the pressure we have with uh, what's going on what's going on um, nowadays. So, but yeah, pretty excited because there is like some new new team coming up, such as like Lille or Perpignan. So new faces, it's gonna be great. I mean, like, it's going to be something different because usually we play only one game against each team, but there we're going to play two games, one in our house and one there. So it's going to be, like, much, much, like, pressure when we're going to play at, here in Bayonne or when we're going to go uh, in Toulouse or in Bordeaux or in, in Perpignan. So, yeah, pretty exciting to, to see how the team goes when you are not here at home or, you know. Yeah, nice. So um, when was the women's team first founded and, and how did that all come about? Um, so, Clement, as you said, the club has founded. It's been two years, right? Two or three. Yeah. Yes. Because I just arrived I just arrived one year ago, one year and half ago, so I don't know much about the history but what I know is um, 
there is a player that is called Kemi in our team, and she was playing in Paris. She she was already playing for seven or eight years, I guess, and then she quit her job. She came to the south in Bayonne, and she was the first woman player to start playing with the Bayonne Toreada. It's been two half years, yeah, since the beginning of the foundation of the team. So that's how the team, the woman team, founded in Bayonne. And so, how did they go in their first season? Um, I think it was like the same as the boys. As there, there's not many girls. They were like playing in the north against south girls, like. In the south, there is a team from Bordeaux and Toulouse and Bayonne. So they were playing against the girls from Paris and Lyon. It was it was the same as the boys. Yeah, lovely. So how hard is it to get players to come down and play the game? And how do you recruit? You're asking for the girls or boys? Oh, for, for both, the men's and the women's. Um, actually... If I talk for the girls, it's quite hard because uh, we are living in a rugby region. So most most of the girls who want to play the contact sport, they play rugby. And as they don't know too much the Australian football, they they are not so like, they are not so want to play. How do we try to recruit? We are joining some 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 forums, some associ- forms of associations to try to recruit girls and uh, we are posting on Facebook groups in the region and that's how it works. For now we are around uh, five or six girls in the club. Yeah, nice. How about the, how about the men? Comment. So about them, uh, about the men, we are probably like 15 I would say, really playing and uh, training. So for recruiting, it's usually, you know, uh, people you know and, uh, and everyone for other sports because down there in Bayonne, it's much more about rugby and everything. So it's really hard to, to, find, to find people playing. So usually for recruiting, we are doing on Facebook and, um, and Instagram, like proposing some uh, like free events and uh, training for everyone to just learn about more about our sports and uh, like when there is some events we are trying to show up and show how uh, what is footy uh, to everyone so that pretty much like every event there is in Bayonne we try to show up and like have uh, as much as as person as possible so that's pretty much yeah yeah no so um Whereabouts do you guys train and play your games? Before you ask a question, can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. Um, as we are having some difficulties for recruiting new players, can you give us some tips how to find new players, oh. how you are doing? <laughs> you, 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 you're speaking to a club that if we knew how to do that, we'd be laughing. We, social media seems to be the way to go. Nowadays, um, I don't know if you can think of anything rifty that we've picked up from clubs that we've spoken to. You, you get to edit them, so you get to um, you got to get a bar nah, in yeah. France somewhere showing the footy. Yeah, and you got you got to get people drunk watching it. 
<laughs> and then say, see that crazy game they're playing? Why don't you come play it with us? Yeah. I'm not a That's pretty much we do for... <laughs> <laughs> when there is events, we do the same, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, we show, the, we're showing up and... You've got to make teams. sure they're drunk. That's that's the key. Just make sure <laughs> that's they're the, drunk. That's the key point. Key point. And being that you are in a place that is um, such a big rugby, um, you know, place, um, I'm sure not everyone that wants to play contact sport is not physically suited to rugby. So you know you gotta look for one that. of the one of the clubs that we that spoke up. to um, in Ireland, they've done they're very similar to you. They've made their club jumper or one of their club jumpers the same colour as the Gaelic football team in their town. So they'll wear their jumper, their Aussie rules jumper to them the Gaelic game, and because it's a different jumper, they get questioned about it. So that could be something you do when you go to watch the local rugby games. Wear the Aussie rules jumper, obviously you're going to get some bloody weird looks being sleeveless and everything like that. And they might ask questions and that could be one way to entice people. But it's, it's a million dollar question that even clubs in Victoria and Australia are still trying to work out the exact ways to get that successful. But as Rifty said, the best bet is to get a game of footy on at the bar, get people drunk and say, hey, come down yeah. for a kick of the footy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do our recruiting anyway. So... <laughs> Okay, thanks for the answer. Have a bar, make people drunk, make them watch the game. Yeah. Three yes. steps. <laughs> it, says, it says I'm not out. Yeah, it's a, it's a simple approach, but it's now that we Now we say it that way, I'm starting to think that maybe my approach isn't exactly like, you know, rocket science, how I recruit players. It's a pretty simple thing. No, it's, <laughs> but, it's not rocket science at all. That's, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Yeah. But uh, if we ever think of a way we... Uh, we know more. I'll hit you up in our message group, and I'll let you know of a good way to to do it. But um, so whereabouts do you guys train and get to play your games? Glenn. Yep. Can you repeat? Sorry. I didn't oh, sorry. Uh, so whereabouts do you train and play? Where we're playing. Yeah. So like, what? Like, do you, like, do you have a park that you train and play at? Is there oh, yeah, a yeah. rugby venue? Yeah, we have a yeah, we have um, uh, two like two field we are using. One is like uh, uh, synthetic synthetic um, grass. Synthetic so grass. yeah, synthetic grass. So it's uh, the one we are playing for games and everything. So we usually usually play on Saturday. So it's pretty great. There's like uh, many places, so it's kind, it's kind cool. And uh, on Thursday for the training, we are playing, you know, uh, close to the to where the rugby team is is playing, so on their training field. So we are, we are, you are using like uh, rugby rugby field to to train. Yeah, nice. So what about uh, sponsors for the club? Have you had any luck getting some sponsors to support the club? Yeah, we um, we had like uh, some bars, you know, <laughs> <laughs> helping helping us, and some sportswear as um, as Macron and uh, religion rugby. So yeah, some rugby rugby stuff. The city is helping us, and also uh, 
some some cars uh, rental which are like help us buying all the jersey and stuff so oh very nice and and the bar who who is our sponsor they have a cocktail that is called bayon toreador Oh, nice. it's, oh. it, yeah, it's nice, and its colors are our colors, like blue and white. Oh, so what's in it? What's what's the? I'm going to drop this down. <laughs> what's in the cocktail? Oh. I, I have no idea. I think there is rum, and there must be maybe um, syrup of of something and some. I have no. I never ask because when you drink, you don't ask. <laughs> yeah, true. No, you know it's, it's sweet, and you don't. I don't know. There is like alcohol, so it's fine. You drink, you drink, yeah. and yeah. and you get enjoy yeah. your party, and that's how you take people coming playing with us. <laughs> All right, so you asked us the question: How did we recruit? Now we're, I'm asking you the question: Find out what's in that cocktail for me. And at this current time in Melbourne, we are stuck in isolation. As recording this, so we're stuck in isolation. We can't leave our house. So I reckon I could go one of them cocktails, mate. If you. We reckon, Rifty, the next podcast we jump on, get one of them cocktails in my hand, enjoy myself. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, I, and he loves you, a good you, cocktail. You're, so. you're a bit concerned now, aren't you, Rifty? <laughs> no, nah, just yeah, maybe one or, one or two, not not 10. 11 or 12. Um, you're boring, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the social side of the club? You mentioned you've got a sponsored bar. Is that somewhere you go to have functions and things like that with the or the team so yeah uh, for for like everything we use social media we have like um, someone special like that um, take care of everything so we are taking care of like we, we take as much as picture as possible with uh, every team on every event we are trying to do like some stuff for uh, for helping people. One, one day we did like a, a game for like a, a boy we was sick, trying to have like some money to help him and everything. So yeah, we are trying much to uh, not to show everything on footy and for our club, but for the the community, which is uh, about the club and the like everything we share with people. We, we are trying to like spend with everyone so it's not much for us but we are trying to share all the positivity we have in the sports with all the community we can have and people we are like with us yeah lovely so um let's find out a bit about you two and your your playing so how long have you both played for and what position do you play so you want to start today or want to start I'm playing middle fielder and it depends on the match actually. Sometimes I'm playing attack too. Uh, yeah, I've never played for the defense, but uh, I'm thinking if I would prefer to play in the middle or attack, I think I would prefer attack. So, so for my, my part, I'm playing since like three years, since yeah. 2019, but I was playing before in Australia, so I play like one month in Australia. Uh, I'm playing rock and middle field for for the French team and for the Bayonne Toreadors. So yeah. 
So whereabouts do you play in Melbourne? Or in Australia, sorry. Yeah, in Melbourne. I was Melbourne. playing in Melbourne, uh, down the coast. Not in Melbourne, but on the coast. Who, who did you play for? What was the club name? Oh, it was like in 2012. So ah, okay. So a bit of a while ago. So, um, it was, the name of the club, it was the Vampires, I think, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Bentley, Bentley East? Bentley East? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Along the along the beach, like along the beach, along the coastline, did you say? Yeah, yeah. I reckon that could be. I reckon that could be Bentley. It's the only vampires I know of. They actually play in our, our league. But um, you mentioned that you played for the national, the French national team. Um, yeah. How how often have you played for them? So I've played for them like three times, I think now. So yeah, because. We are playing, you know, uh, like two type of uh, of cup. So sometimes it's like nine against nine, or eighteen against eighteen. So it it depends, but yeah, so four or three times since like one year, last year. But we we were supposed to go on the like uh, the the cup this year in uh, Australia. But it was cancelled. So, so um, are you? If it goes ahead in twenty twenty one, are you planning to come across for that, the international cup? Uh, I hope so. Well, fingers crossed you get selected. Fingers crossed it goes ahead, and if it does, mate, we'll yep. see you up there because we're making the trip up next season. No, next year for it. So we'll uh, we'll catch up, and you can show me what's in one of them cocktails. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so what, what number do you wear? Um, depends, you know, but usually I'm, I'm wearing uh, number eight. Eight. Nice. And um, what about you? I'm playing, uh, I'm wearing two, number two. Number two. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, and have you picked a team to follow in the AFL? Yeah. For my part as a, uh, as I, w- I went to Australia in a, in a family, we used to support Saint Kilda. So I will always support Saint Kilda. Mino, I'm quite new, so I think I'm going to discover more this year. I don't watch yet. Yeah, all right. Well, you'll have to have to watch some more games and pick a team, you know, maybe, um, I don't know, just a Carlton, you know, just jump on, just jump on the Blues, they're a good Mate, team. Hold on, Rifty, we've just ruined it. As we said to uh, our previous guest, you only need one club to follow in Australia. Doesn't need to be an AFL club. Someone turns around and says to you, who do you follow in Australia? Sandown Cobras. <laughs> so you got to say, the Sandown Cobras and... They're going to sit there and go, well, like, they're not in the AFL and who cares? Sandown Cobras. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Who's your favourite player? Oh, Rifty. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Can I have your autograph, please, mate? <laughs> um, all right. Um, I think it's time to get him to throw some teammates under the bus. Yep. <laughs> Um, ready, I'm ready. Yeah. All right, Ed Dog. So, what do you got first? All right, so, we're gonna. What we'll do is we'll go. Uh, 
answer which whoever wants to answer the first. So we're going to ask you a series of questions. So who at the club would you say is the joker of the club? Um, I would say Johan. Johan? Yeah. Johan yeah. yeah. is the joker? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. I always like when it's nice and quick. Um, how about the, the party animal of the club? The one that gets up and <laughs> you- drinks 12, 15 of them cocktails? Johan uh, again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, he can be Sylvain also. Sylvain oh, yeah. can be the the party animals, you know, never tired, or always there. Uh, what about the person that takes the game far too serious? Far too serious. <laughs> Clem. Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's almost aff- almost offended. Probably. <laughs> is, uh, is Clem uh, abusing the umpires if they pay a free kick against him or don't no. give him a free kick? Is that no? For that we have a special player, which is uh, Alex. He is always yelling at everyone. So yeah, Alex will be this one. <laughs> uh, nice. And um, who's the person you wouldn't want to have to share a room with on a, a trip away on a away game? Hard question, though. Hard question. No, that's all right. It's it's been stumping people this one, Mm. mate. Everyone likes everyone at their club. That they can't think of. Yeah, for sure. It's like uh, a little family, so uh, everyone would be. That's yeah. Would be a pleasure to be with them, but. We're like, we're like a family at our club, but I can think of 15 blokes I wouldn't want to share a room with. So. <laughs> I can think of 50. <laughs> 50? We're not that much. But, and, and, yeah. It includes myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair call. I don't have an answer, do you? Well, I don't... I don't... Nah, that's, that's all good. We'll uh, move on. I yeah, would say you are. I would say you are too. Farting he, all the time, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, he has always like crazy stuff in his uh, suitcase, so you never want to be with him. <laughs> <laughs> adds up. Um, how about a nickname? Do you guys have the a best nickname at the club? Lost your audio, can't hear. The nick- no, 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 you didn't lose. I'm thinking because the nicknames are changing all the time in our messenger group, so I'm trying to find one. <laughs> I just remember mine now. They call me Mojito because I love the cocktail. <laughs> Mojito. I like that. I like that. I like we'll just, uh, that's it's pretty much it anyway. Yeah, that's, it that's pretty much it. So, um, thanks again for joining us, Clement and Sedef. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time on your beautiful sunny day over in uh, Bayonne. Um, we're, we're jealous of the background there um, with the sun shining in because it's been a very miserable uh, Melbourne day here for us. So um, thank you for joining us. Uh, all the best with uh, the season ahead. Hopefully you do get a season going and get some games. And um, like Ed Dog said, or we'll, we'll, all the best with Clement getting over for the International Cup next year if it goes ahead. Um, and Yeah, thanks again for joining us and take care.
Thank you too. I hope to see you soon next year. Yeah, I'm going to see you in Australia. So, <laughs> also, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Cool. Let us know if you come to France. Yep, definitely will. Hit you guys up for a, a couple of cocktails, I reckon. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Us, thank you. That awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP.